and starts to share about the serenity prayer. Hi, everyone. My name is Josh. I'm in recovery from sexual addiction. I'm an adult child of a dysfunctional family. Good to see you guys. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the serenity prayer, and this is one of those prayers that we say at the end of every single night on a Tuesday. We're going to say it at the end again. It's actually in your bulletin, so if you want to pull out that bulletin, the serenity prayer is right inside. It has an insert there, and so we're going to break it down ever so slightly, and so hopefully we can learn maybe just a little bit about the serenity prayer. I'm not going to do it justice. Uh, I don't think this is enough time to break down the full aspects of the serenity prayer because there's so many things that we have to give up within the serenity prayer and practice acceptance in our life. I love what Scott Miller has shared with us in the past. It says, every life circumstance fits into the first two lines of the serenity prayer. Think about that for a second. The situation that you're frustrated with or you cannot accept or you want to control or you want to fix, the serenity prayer fits in the first two lines of the serenity prayer. Every life experience. Are you talking about every marriage conflict? Yes. No, 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 but my marriage conflict is totally different and it doesn't apply within the serenity prayer. Yes, it does. You mean every, every rebellious child that decides to go a little bit sideways or makes a poor decision? Yes. Every life experience. You mean, you mean that overbearing boss or that overbearing parent or that overbearing friend? Yes. What about that controlling person? Because I, I, I can let him have it. I don't have to practice acceptance here. I gotta tell him how it, how, how it has to be. Right? Can't we go in overthinking mode a little bit, can't we? How about that over-emotional person, that absent person, that abusive person, the liar? How about that driver that cuts you off as you were coming to celebrate recovery? Someone, someone hit them on the way here. <laughs> I literally, as I've been trying to prepare this message, and as, as I was getting a little frustrated with life in just little areas, whether it was driving, whether it was with my kids, or whether it was a conversation with my wife, or whether it was coaching my, my son's baseball team, I had to remind myself over and over and over again, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change things I can. Even something silly with, I'm so frustrated because they just cut me off, aren't they so stupid? And I get so internally angry and want to slam right into them. <laughs> Right? I'm so blessed uh, that God kind of showed me a, a few little nuggets this week of just practicing the serenity prayer. And I hope that you will have your moments this week that 
as there's a conversation with your wife or, you, or your husband or there's a conversation with your kids or your boss or a friend, that you will begin to invite that little prayer in that one little moment. Because a lot of times I cannot control it. See, let's read the serenity prayer together. And uh, we're gonna unpack this a little later, but let's go ahead and read it together. And would you read it with me? Because we say it every single uh, Tuesday. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy and supremely happy with you forever and the next. There's a reason why we keep reading that thing, don't we? As I, as I just reminded you a little while ago, every life experience can fit in those first two lines. And may we embrace a little bit of wisdom tonight. I love what the ACA serenity prayer, they've kind of tweaked it a little bit. So if, if you don't know what ACA is, it's adult child of alcoholics. And um, they tweaked the serenity prayer a little bit and it, and it gives us a good glimpse on a different take on the serenity prayer, but so full of wisdom, right? I can literally just read this to you and walk off the stage. God, grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change, right? The courage to change the one I can and the wisdom to, to know that one is me. So many external things that we have to fight with, don't we? And yes, we have to deal with hurt. We have to deal with pain. Uh, a little bit higher. There we go. All right, let's break down the serenity prayer. So the very first one is God grant me the serenity. So first word I want us to look at is God what? Grant. Okay? So serenity must be given. Josh, how do I have peace when my marriage is falling apart? How do I have peace when my child is making poor decisions? Josh, how do I have peace when I've got uh, cancer? How do I have peace when my life's falling apart? We're looking for it to be given to us because it's not something that I can do because everything inside of me is screaming no, 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 I hate everything about it and I'm gonna cry and whine about everything, right? So God grant me the serenity. So let's take a look at serenity. It's called the serenity prayer, kind of a big deal. Here we go. Uh, serenity, the state of being without worry, stress, or disturbance. If we're gonna bring it to light, peace. Sign me up, I want peace. Right? Some of us are carrying some, a lot of weight in here. And I don't mean like weight, weight, like, like life weight. <laughs> hey, <what? laughs> 
Sorry, Scott. <laughs> Carry a lot of life weight, a lot of hurts, a lot of struggles, a lot of things that have happened to you. And this whole peace seems so far away that it's so unattainable. And I want you to know that every single one of us in here know what that feels like. That we feel like we can't find peace. We feel hopeless in a moment. See, peace can't coexist. So let's understand a couple things. Peace cannot coexist with fear, drama, guilt, chaos, or anxiety. And I can keep going with that list. But we're not going to experience serenity when we're in fear, when we're in drama, when we're in guilt, chaos, or anxiety. We're gonna, we're gonna blow up our life because we can't get out of fear. I love Romans 12, 18 here. And it's one of the verses we use for one of the steps. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, make peace with everyone or live at peace with everyone. And for some of us, we have done this and we've made strides to do this. But right now, I don't want you to focus on long-term. Some of you in here today need to focus on serenity today. (laughs) And today alone. Some of us are so focused on relationships that we have long-term. Just focus on living at peace today. And that might be a foreign concept to you right now. So get on your knees, ask the Lord to help you to live at peace with people. And the power and the wisdom to know who, who can change. Me. But it is given. Let's, 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 let's know where that power comes from. Uh, There's two types of peace uh, that we're going to look at tonight. One is worldly or spiritual. And our verse here, I love this section because Jesus is talking with his homies. Okay? He's hanging out with them. And he shares about the gift of the Holy Spirit that I'm going to send something that the world cannot offer. See, the world has a lot of pieces of advice. In fact, you're kidding yourself if you don't feel like you have worldly advice at times. Your own piece of advice isn't always spiritually and good. Neither is mine. I am leaving you with a gift. So Jesus is saying, I'm leaving you with a gift. Yes, I want this gift. Peace of mind and heart. And some of us just need that right now, right? Just just today, Just, just for an hour. Give me peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. This is not going to come from worldly peace. So don't be troubled or afraid. See, worldly peace is temporary, right? A worldly peace is that drug or that alcohol. It's going to provide a peace. But for how long? Or that internal anger or that internal unforgiveness or contempt. Will it give you peace for a little bit? Yeah. But it's always temporary. 
That's why we keep running to it, don't we? And for, for a lot of us in here, including myself, why do we do it? It's due to our own temptations, and it's what we learned. It's what we learned. Spiritual peace is what we're looking for. Um, yeah. So spiritual peace is what we're looking for, and spiritual peace, first and foremost, is surrendered. It is, I don't have the power to feel peace. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Right? I don't have the power to kind of, Josh, feel peace now. It doesn't work that way. God, would you grant that peace that I desperately need because I feel like I'm going crazy? Spiritual peace is an acceptance in the things I cannot change or control. It's acceptance. I have a great thing uh, from the big book of AA. It's really, really good of how we practice acceptance. To, to experience spiritual peace, it's the idea that all is well in this particular moment. All is well. See, my wife gave me the example of this, I, I'd say about six months ago. And if you're married, you would understand this. Or if you've been married. I don't even remember what the fight was about, but I remember being angry. And I be, remember be, having, feeling this justification for my anger, like, oh, I'm gonna let her have it. Yes, I got her this time. I don't even remember what it was about, but I had those feelings, right? And so I was ready to pick a fight. Ever been there before? I was ready to pick a fight. And my wife gave me this wonderful example of what spiritual peace looks like. And if you know my wife, she ain't no pushover. She'll let me have it. But this is not what she gave me this time. I went into this conversation thinking, I am fully justified, you did me wrong, let me tell you how it is. And what she gave me was calmness, confidence, and showed me what peace looks like amongst chaos. She doesn't do that every time, by the way. <laughs> but that time she did. And that time I saw an example from my bride of what spiritual peace looks like. And, in, and, and what it looked like was I was getting even more internally angry. She's calm? What? <laughs> and I just went full force into it even more. Right? She's healthy. No, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna let her have it. But as I look back, I realize she experienced a peace that was given by God and was able to be calm and confident. And she was non-reactive to my crazy need for a fight. Not that she was ignoring me, because she wasn't. But she was wise in that moment. Grateful for her. Spiritual peace is not necessarily emotional. It's not necessarily rational. 
See, a spiritual peace, sometimes we want to we make sense of it. I feel deeply hurt. And I want to feel peace, but I can't, I can't do one or the other. Or I want to feel like this makes sense. And I can't make sense of it. It's being able to surrender those emotions and surrendering that rationality in that moment that, God, you're a big God, and I don't understand this. I just know I need to rest in your peace, not mine. What helps me gain spiritual peace, and I don't do this perfectly, I fall short so many times. And we say it a lot around here. And I know you're looking for a different kind of advice because you might be sick of it. You practice the steps. Nothing confusing about it. You practice the steps. And we use the serenity prayer as a way to look at something with wisdom. Wisdom. The second thing here is to accept the things I cannot change. Right? The big deception within all life experiences is that we believe we can control, fix, rationalize, and make sense of things. Right? That's the big deception. I can fix this. I can control this. I can rationalize this. I can make sense of this. That, and the reality is, not one of us in here can. Do we make attempts to? Yes. I work with teenagers. That's my profession. And I see this all the time with parents. What do they believe they can do? Fix, control, make sense, rationalize. And I keep, I keep, I keep I keep saying it over and over, you can't. Because even if they do something in obedience to you, their heart has not changed. Their heart has not changed. And that heart change that parents that you're looking for is done when God does something. I know that to be true. See, my son who's now 20, so proud of them. I remember a moment, um, quite a few years, where he was having dark night of the soul. Rebellious. Going down paths that we would consider unwise. And what do you think his mom and I did? Control, fix, rationalize, make sense. <laughs> when did he start getting better? When I accepted it and stopped trying to do those things. When I stopped, when my wife and I made that choice to stop doing those things, my son, on his own, with the Lord, started getting better.
See, this stuff doesn't just work with those closest to us. A lot of times we got to practice this serenity type stuff with so many difficult people in our lives. Friends, coworkers, bosses that you want to ram your car into their, their car. Oops, sorry. But lack of acceptance... Lack of acceptance, isn't it intoxicating? Let me explain that a little bit. Don't you feel the rush to not accept something and fix and control and rationalize and make sense of it all? It's a rush, isn't it? That's why we do it. See, lack of acceptance is intoxicating. Stop drinking that Kool-Aid. And I need to do that as well. See, the big book of AA, page 417, again, this is kind of one of those mic drop moments where I can literally just walk away and you guys just read that. (laughs) And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. Pretty bold statement, isn't it? When I'm disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, or thing, or situation as being exactly the way it was supposed to be at that moment. I just told you a little while ago, when did my son start getting better? It's when we started giving our son to God and accepting that this is his story right now. And my big God has them. See, our fixing, our controlling, our rationalizing, our make sense of it, it didn't work. It just pushed him away. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Love that statement. Even the dark times. Let's not miss that. We're not just talking about just the good, goody, goody. We're talking about the dark times too. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Hey, fill in the blank there. Until I, can, until I could accept my codependency or need for control, right? I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world or the person as, as in what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. I'm done. <laughs> the next section of the serenity prayer is the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I love the Joshua 9 passage. Uh, yes, uh, Joshua recognizes where his courage and strength came from, right? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That very same God that was with Joshua is with us today. If you have Jesus in your heart, he's walking right there with you through the pain. Nothing is happening by mistake. 
the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So what needs to, to change in me? So that's a, the, the question I think I, I want to pose out there is what needs to change in me? Do I need to speak up? Do I need to not speak up? Do I need to eat or not eat so much? Do I need to stop labeling myself or others? Do I need to stop being a victim? What needs to change in me? What courage moment do you need in order to do the wise route? And, and I want to share this part. Throw away those personal tendencies as the most correct way. What I mean by that. Who do we think is always right? Who, who do we think? Ourselves, right? Let's not put our own personal biases or tendencies and understand that I might not have the correct way to go, whatever the situation may be. Okay? So the courage to change the things I can, and if you're a sponsor or an individual in here, reminder, yes, share your experience, but is that the only way for something to heal? Maybe not. What attitude do I need to embrace? Acceptance, one day at a time. And what boundary do I need to process through? So if you are perhaps setting a boundary for you in your life, whether that's with your spouse or a friend or anyone else, anytime anyone mentions boundaries in your life, please seek out wisdom. Do we claim here that boundaries can be a good thing, yes or no? Yeah. Sometimes my own hurt can get in the way of that boundary. Am I seeking wisdom from God? Am I seeking wisdom from someone that I trust? Be careful with your boundaries. Be careful. Next section is living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time. I gotta kind of race through these bottom ones. Like I said, this is, I'm not gonna do it justice today. There's just so much to the serenity prayer. So I apologize uh, for not diving through it as much as I, my brain is telling me to. Uh, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time that some, I might, uh, what am I? <laughs> I love these moments where uh, in my head it's not working <laughs> because it puts me in a place of humility I want to look like I have it all together but I don't And I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> and that's the beauty of CR. 
is that I don't have to pretend. See, this serenity prayer stuff and the whole idea of serenity, this is a challenge. And I've got to live today and I've got to live in the moment. I want to, I want to go to the ending of my message. <laughs> if you can go to the... Go to the slide 11 there. There, there you go. This is right here at the end because I want to point us to Jesus here. Taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy for, with you forever and the next. What hardship did Jesus have to go through? Death. For who? You and me. Death for you and me. He went through that. He accepted the charge to bring humanity to him. And he brought peace through that, didn't he? That lasting peace. Right there at the end, recovery offers I may be reasonably happy in this life if I practice these steps of recovery. But I'm sorry, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can't be supremely happy with you forever and the next. Brothers, sisters, if you don't know God, if you don't know Jesus, you're going to miss out on that last part of the serenity prayer. The steps offer that reasonably happy. Jesus offers supremely happy with you forever the next. If you don't know who Jesus is in your life, we've heard about Jesus. But some of you might be lost in here and you're stuck in all your filth and in the life and the circumstances but you might be missing out on the Savior that came to die and suffer for you. Not just the world, but for you. And if you want to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'd love to chat with you. Scott and I both, we would love to chat with you. If you want to know Jesus tonight, come up here, ask us a question, and we'd love to introduce Jesus to you. I want everyone in here to be supremely happy with you forever and the next. I'm sorry, that sounds exclusive. I'm not trying to be exclusive. I just want to go with what Jesus says. And Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's pretty exclusive. I didn't say it, Jesus did. Lastly, because we got to get out of here, how do I do this? My life is out of control. One day at a time. Read and memorize the serenity prayer. A lot of us in here need to go back to step what? One. Go back to step one. I don't care if you've been here 20 years. Go back to step one. Don't, don't just listen to the steps. Do them. 
Don't do it alone. Keep it simple. Don't let overthinking, controlling, fixing, pride, resentment, and hurt win. Keep it simple. This, this stuff ain't super complicated, but we make it complicated, and so do others around us. Would you stand with me as we say this serenity prayer? Uh, that is our focus question for today. What or who am I trying to change or control? What needs to change in me? All right, so there you go. Good question. Uh, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did, the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely with you forever and next. You wanna be supremely happy? Come and talk to Scott or myself about Jesus. We'd love to tell, introduce him to you. First time guest right through those doors, second time guest right up here. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you, prayer warriors. Thank you. Thank you for being here.